Hello, and today is July 1st. I had a very interesting day. I was basically investigating some wellness doctor information and I came upon a lady that really made sense and she says that um, basically um, a lot of times we have maybe narrowed our approach on things and not looked looked at things correctly and not really even looked at a focus on reversing disease because disease disease is a dis-ease in the body and that can be anywhere from an emotional dis-ease in the body that's not balanced or a physical dis-ease in the body and it can all all, all relate to super, spiritual dis-ease as well and that's the mind, body, and soul so kind of was going on this path that I didn't really know where it was going to take me and um, I'm one to think about what what am I doing and what can I do to make it better if there's any problem areas and I guess that's just part of me and MDs have their place they certainly know about the body system and they also try to solve aspects to get it back in balance and they use medicine and that's okay and then there's the wellness doctors that look at the whole aspect of the body and nutrition and probably even what's happening in your life because stress can also come into play and so they have their place and DOs have their place there are all these practices that have good in them but they're not all talking to each other they're not all conferring with each other they're not all you know bringing forth maybe a focus to reverse things
and then I look at myself and the world around me and what am I doing to reverse things or help things out so it all comes down to I had a discussion with one of my people in the complex I am in and she's older than me but she has a perspective that's different than mine in many ways because she's coming from a different background different experiences and it just adds to the ability to have conversation to help one another out and she's a liberal and I am not but I don't let that intermix in it at all she has her opinion and beliefs and experiences and thoughts and none of it's wrong it's hers and I have mine but we've been able to come together and talk to each other even if maybe I don't agree with everything or she doesn't agree with everything that I have but we've made a middle ground and we don't hold that against each other and it was a very productive and enjoying conversation with her and she even mentioned that she was very appreciative of previous comments I've made and and I I have too I, I learn and that's what relationship is we both learn from each other we can both give to each other regardless politically it you know it didn't it doesn't intermix into the equation and I know that in the Bible it says be around like men like like-minded people and that's good and I and I do agree with that but she's not too far off of being like-minded not too far off so should I not have anything to do with her in talking with her that's what begins in a relationship to be able to converse 
and I don't know what will happen down the road. She has her spirituality beliefs, and they're not too far off from the message of Jesus. She's very kind. And she does a lot of the same things Jesus teaches. And she believes in God. Does she believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Not completely. But she's she's got some Things that are gravitating towards it. So, you know, I don't know what God's going to do in the interactions with her and I. I haven't, I'm letting that be for him. Because we met when I came here and there was something there was something so I'm letting it letting it grow and I'm waiting on the Lord because I'm not pushing anything it's not for me to push I don't know where God wants to go with that I I pray and I and I just accept her for who she is I'm not sure what what God's doing yet But she grew up in the 30s and 40s, and I was after that in the 50s and 60s. So there's something there that she can offer insight in to, as well as for me. I don't condemn her for her opinions. So after talking to her, you know, it became a very um, clear to me that what we experience a lot is because of our thought. thought aspects into things, our experiences, our everything that we've gone through, the patterns that we've had to evaluate in life and and just uh, the messages. There are some people that you meet that are very closed off. If you don't meet with their standards or who they think you should be or whether they can control you or not, then you're out. They don't mean anything to them. It doesn't mean anything to them to have you in their life. And I've met those type of people. And then you have other people that are willing 
to talk. And there are people who talk but then hide things. And there's a hidden warfare going on in their lives and yet physically things around them you can tell there's a warfare going on. So do you place judgment on that? No. If you see it, pray. Lift them up. Let the heavens begin to move for them. Because they've had maybe something in their life that has kept them in that disorder. And one thing that brought me to that attention is I have a neighbor I've been praying for for about a year and a half. And her cats that she had from babies, you know, have all grown up and one ran away and never came back and the other one apparently wants to go outside and she tried to stop him from going outside and then she said he bit her and A couple days later, I find out from her son, she's in the hospital, and it had gotten infected. And so she was in the hospital for a few days, and she came home yesterday, and I was outside, and I greeted her, and she came over and showed me her hand, and it was still a little bit swollen, and I said, I'm so sorry, you know, that that happened. Well, the cat's not in the house anymore, and it's been put outside, and she said, I'm not going to let him back inside, and I don't know exactly what she's going to do to resolve the whole situation, but in the observation of her hand, I actually saw a war zone on her arm with scratches and bites and and so that it was more than just a bite on the hand it was it was as so though somebody was fighting with this cat and this cat brought back and they were deep marks and deep scratches and and I thought Okay, she did a little more than hold him back. <laughs> and uh, he won. He basically won. And so I'm thinking now, well, how do animals react when you threaten them? They're going to fight back. They are. So that's just a natural instinct. 
So he just didn't out, out of the blue bite her. He was, he was in survival mode. And one other tale showed was that the cat was outside on, on her porch and he was under a, a bench and he was lying there. And when you're loving towards the animal and they like you and everything, whether the cat goes in or out, they come to you and greet you. I, ha I know I've had eight cats in my life. And the most of them were outside cats because we were on a small farm. And, you know, they, they were very friendly and they came to you because we treated them right. This cat didn't move, didn't greet her, didn't nothing. Just sat there underneath the bench. And he looked very scared. And I thought, mm-hmm. Another, another kind of sign to tell me there's more going on there than, than meets the eye. And I feel for the animal because the animals live in the moment. And he's been crying for the last couple of days because the only no home he's known is that home. And he's been inside most of the time. So now he's outside. He's lost that privilege. But was it her fault? I, you know, I'm not judging. I'm not trying to assume anything. But when you start seeing things, that something's not quite right. That I know there's a warfare going on in that house. And she has warfare with her son sometimes. And when she was standing there talking to her, her son was waiting at, on the porch for her. And she was talking to me, and then she all of a sudden stopped. And she says, what are you standing there for? Like, kind of rude. And he kind of looked at her and he says, I just want to make sure you get in the house okay. So these little subtle things are popping up and and granted I know she's had a very difficult life and she's had to survive and she's had to be in control to get through and so no fault to hers it's a pattern and it's thoughts and experiences and she's had to do a lot to get through So, you know, I know that there's an issue there. I know, I know how to focus my prayer. It's not for me to tell her what to do or anything. It's, it's, you know, that would only cause a riff. And God's better apt to straighten that out I'm just supposed to care for her and give her love and mercy 
because that's what he desires. He gives it to us, so we have to give it to others. So in today's little journey, I realized that there's uh, thoughts and patterns in our life that bring us to wherever we, we are at. And that makes a big difference in how we process things and what we do and everything. So that's just a little added note to everything else that I've put on my podcast. Because it was very, um, very good perspective to understand and know that um, people can bring to the home mix a lot of things that maybe you haven't been seeing or even looking at. And wouldn't it be nice if we could all just you know, accept each other, regardless of all that, and just get along and have a conversation, whether or not we agree or uh, disagree. It's okay to agree and disagree. I grew up in a family where you weren't allowed to disagree, (laughs) so (laughs) it's very um, appealing to me to see that happen it, it gives me a lot of hope because because I wasn't allowed to disagree or have an opinion my father never got to know me as an individual and it's so sad it's very sad And that's so true with everybody else in the world. Even Christians, they don't take the time to get to know you. And, you know, this neighbor friend was is telling me that she had been to some ch- churches and they just ask the most horrible questions right up front and they don't even know you. And you're going through maybe a difficult situation and, and these questions have no business being asked and there's no compassion given or caring and it's all about other things other focuses Um, I have a family member who lost her husband to suicide and he was a Christian and and she is condemned for it along with him. If God can forgive a murderer, why couldn't he forgive and love someone that couldn't find a way out of their distress?
That's a good question. And yet a lot of Christians say that's a sin God won't forgive. And yet maybe her husband went to God. But wasn't able to emotionally. Maybe he was too emotionally damaged that he couldn't lift himself out. I don't know. These are questions that maybe we really don't know and we don't need to go into judgment or condemning somebody because you know that's not our place there's a lot of questions happening and I think only God can answer them. And whether we're going to hear the answer now or whether we're going to hear it later. I'd rather be on neutral ground and not play into judging anyone or labeling anything or condemning someone. It's a proven thing that some personalities just don't match. They don't match good with each other. And I used to work at a, a shelter as a children's counselor. And my, my being is I, I love children and animals, you know. And I found out working in this position that there were some kids that came into that arena and, oh, I didn't know why I didn't like them. (laughs) And I thought, how awful of me. How could I not like a child? But there was something in the personality that didn't match with me. And I was very tolerant of this child because I knew he had gone through a lot of things and probably things that he had never should have gone through. And and right now at that time, you know, he was probably presenting a lot of the things that uh, that he had gone through. So. You know, but I do know that some some personalities just don't work with other personalities. So it takes us in ourselves to understand what's operating here, what's happening, and how can I be within it where it's not grating against the whole thing.
And that's true for any adult, because that's out there for the adults too. And rather than create divisions, you know, to be less in that divide is going to be better. An enemy, the enemy divides. The enemy doesn't want unity in any fashion. He doesn't want you to be in like-mindedness or acceptance of anyone, wherever they're at. He said, blessed are the peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker? I had a very good day. A very thoughtful day. And I was shown some things. But that's also because I'm humble. I'm humble before the Lord who wants me to understand. Who wants me to be open and to be able to act for Him. Not for myself. For all the characteristics of him. Loving, kind, thankful, grateful. All, all the characteristics that we should be carrying. And if we could do that more, this world would be different and the enemy wouldn't wouldn't necessarily get in so fast. But that's not the world that we live in. The world doesn't operate that way. But he's looking for us to So we can carry the example. And right now, Christians don't carry a very good example. And that's sad to see. Because the life we have is already hard. But when you decide to go with Jesus, you decide to lay down your life. And that's a hard, difficult realization to come to. And actually do. 
but that's where the commitment comes in. And believing in the covenant you have with the Lord. Yeah, he knows we're going to falter. But his love and mercy is great. Greater than ours. I decided that part two would come along right after this because the day before my journey or path with thoughts and patterns of things in your life and experiences and all that came The message kind of that's going out there is to prepare for the times ahead. And I listened to a um, segment of Kim Comments, December 14th, 2014. And the man who was presenting the worship word that Kim Clement gives was kind of uh, narrating through the through the video and and this was one of the sessions she gave just before he died because he died in 2015 So I listened to it and uh, it's quite interesting because he, he doesn't talk in complete fullness of the message. He, he talks in parts and that's all we ever really get from God is parts. And he spoke about the fact that um, there were problems in the in the government and in, in the attempt to take down everything and cripple America. And but that would be for a season, and there'd be terror and death and violence and in a very subtle way. But the storm would be brought to nothing. And the snake hidden at the Capitol, there'd be a shaking.
and there would be a strange infiltration of the enemy of darkness in different regions and one of them was going to be New York and there would be a betrayal at the White House and there would be problems with people gathering There'd be a lot of power and control and organized religion. But there would be groups that would raise up from that that were with Christ. that Africa would rise up and bring solutions and China would rise up and there would be extreme um, exoduses, exoduses from New York and California But there would be a Cyrus that would come come in. And help the financial system. And he would take Babylon without a fight. But the elites wouldn't like it and they would slam him and he would be a humble man but he would be rejected but he would take giants down And he then talked about Kim Clement being from South Africa and he came to America and he came very poor and with his wife and they were in the New York airport and they were waiting a flight to Florida but there were no flights so they had to camp out in the airport. And then he was trying to listen to the Holy Spirit to lead him. And it was during Thanksgiving time. So it was very busy. And he was prompted to go ask if there were any flights to Florida left and a guy looked into into it and and he then saw that there was one plane that was going to be empty 
that was going to pick up people in Florida. Exactly where he was supposed to go. So he was put on that plane all by themselves, his wife and him. And they went in first class all the way down to the, the city that he was supposed to go to. So God had arranged this and he was taken care of because he knew that he was supposed to come to America. He was being led to come to America and he had a destination. And he didn't know all the pieces. He just followed them. So he trusted in the Lord. And then he also said churches would have problems. But they would recover. But would have to return to basics as if in the thir first century church. The Acts church where they performed miracle signs and wonders so he's also saying that you need to honor honor God because he brings revelation throughout his word And he reveals it because he's out to show that he is the great, great I am. So this video was very telling back in 2014 for right now. And he didn't put any time frames on it, but he was just talking about the times ahead. But then I also watched another video from Dutch Sheets and he was talking about the move of God and it was very similar. Very, very similar to what Kim Clement had spoken. And he was talking about the next move of God. And to to get ready basically and know that there would be rapid changes that would happen and occur and that goes along with the suddenlies that he spoke back in 2020 so we do need rapid changes in our own personal walk and as a body of Christ. And we need them on this earth right now. Things have gotten out of hand and the enemy has been able to rule and go forth and increase. 
So we haven't seen the full apostasy yet. And the Lord's hand could come back in before he comes back. So I start seeing a pattern. A pattern evolving. And patterns of things that we need to let go of in ourselves. So I just wanted to bring this out because he's always, always done things. when he moves and he decides to move they're rapid they happen and either you're ready for it or you're not The other thing he brought out is that we have to come into the realization and understanding that he's in charge, not us. And that we need to be spirit-led. To go along with the wind and his breath. The awareness of, of his presence, his full presence, not just when you know, we want him to show up. We need to be walking in his full presence. And you only get that with relationship. And just like today, I didn't know what he was trying to show me. But I went with it. And I didn't have any distractions going on around me in my, in my house. And I was just being quiet. And things began to evolve and be, be able to, you know, speak to me. And that's what's important the time you put in to what He wants to show you. And that's how a lot of these podcasts have come about, because I, I'm aware of the fact that there's something else other than me going on, <laughs> and that I need to pay attention and see what is presented or brought forth. And that's the awareness. That's the awareness the great awakening the understanding of that we really don't know very much he says we know little so to place ourselves humbly in that position 
is key. Is there a key to how things will be in the next season? Because he works in seasons and times. So I want to thank you if you've gotten through all this. Um, it was a bit long, but I put one and two together, and I hope it made some sense to you um, and gave you something because some things that go on in life just aren't very thought provoking, and we need to start thinking in that way. Um, rather than going off and quick judgment or opinions of things and realize there might be something really going on that's more meaningful than than you realize. So the end of part two. And I say good day to you until another time. God bless.